Begin the Gemara today on the bottom of Pehei Amid Bey, six lines from the bottom of the page, where it says, So we're middle of a discussion <coughs> of the concept of being maktish, or making a nether on something that's leibaloilam. What are the examples the Gemara spoke about? So the Gemara says there's a contradiction here in what Shmuel said. On one hand, Shmuel says, a husband that comes and is maktish, his wife's income that doesn't belong to him, and he wants to be makdashit, that the hekta should take effect after she passes away, and then he inherits her. So Shmuel says, we're passing like Rabbi Yechelen HaSandler, that says it doesn't take effect. It's like bala You can't be makdash something that is not in your possession yet. On the other hand, when it comes to a neder, it's said in our Mishnah that if a person is mak, is sorry, if a isha that is, makes a neder, that her income should be also to her husband. So Rabbi Yechon Ben-Uri says, right now the net is not going to take effect because she owes it to her husband. But still, the husband should nullify this net there because if he divorces her, then it will take effect. So over here you see that you have her income, which doesn't exist yet, and you have the husband, which is not her, it's a different person, and she's asserting something on her husband that doesn't exist in the world. And Shmuel says, we pass like Rabbi Yechen Banuri. Yes, she can make this nether on, on her income that's not in the world yet. How is that possible? So the Gemara tried to give different uh, explanations for this. The Gemara refuted all of them. And now here, the Gemara brings from Ravuna Bered Rav Okay, I read this yesterday already, but let's start again. There you see. Elam Ravuna Bered Rav Yeshua. So Ravuna Bered Rav Yeshua says as follows. But Oimeres, the case over here is the reason why you can, she can make this neder that's not Ba'ilam yet, because she, what she's saying is, Yiktushu Yodai Le Oiseyen. She's not making the neder on the actual income that's not here in the world yet. What she's saying is, My hands that produce this income, I'm being Maktish, the hands that create this income. Okay, now two things to, to point out. First of all, just a detail here. The Gemara uses the term Yiktushu, even though we're talking about a neder. But the Gemara means that just like regarding Kachim, I mean, we're asking here a steer between a nether and Kachim. So the Gemara is using the term of Kachim, even though this is coming to explain the nether of the Mishnah. Okay, so the same thing would be regarding the nether. The point is, she's making a nether saying that her hands that should be also to the husband for this that the hand could produce, for this that the hands could produce the income. In other words, she's not making the actual, her actual physical hands also to her husband. That's not the point of the nether. And on the other hand, she's not making the income also because the income is not here yet. But this is what's called meaning the fact that the hands produce this <coughs> income, the hands will be also to my husband for this aspect that it produces the income. Or the Lashen the that uh, it says in the Rishayim, as an example for this, is like a person that says that this field for the payers that the field produces, it should be also to you. Not the field itself, but the, the, the field should be also for the payers that it produces. Right, same thing over here. The, her hands produce the income, so she's asking the hands for the income that it produces. Okay, so what's the point that Ravuna Bereda Rav is trying to say? So the Gemara says, the Yadayim Ha'esnubayilam. So over here, the nether will take effect, or if it would be a hektish, the hektish would take effect, is because the hands are here. So even though you're not being maktish the actual hands, but you're being maktish the hands for this, that it produces the fruits. So the hands are here, Ba'ilam. So the nether could take effect. But the Gemara asks on this, that can't be what the Mishnah is saying. V'chi amra hachi. But if she says that the hands for what it produces, for the income it produces, should become aser, but kacha, you, would you say that it becomes hektish or that the nether takes effect? Va'amishabdin yadei labal. The hands are subjugated, are belong to the husband. This that the hands produce income, presently she's married. So it belongs to the husband. 
our, our question comes back, how could she do this? I mean, the, the nether could only take effect in the future. So he's saying, no, no, she's being makdash her hands, but her hands right now, which have power to produce income, belong to the husband. So how could she say that the hands now should become usr if it's already mishubah to the husband? So the Gemara answers, are you right? So we can have to say, the amra lichi migrisha that my hands will become also to the husband for the income it produces, and when should that take effect? When I become divorced. Okay, so now the Gemara says, if so, the question comes back. So, so now she's not divorced yet. So if so, how do you know if she says this, that the Isser or the Hektish will take effect? Again, we're coming back to the original discussion here. This is a Neder or a Hektish and a Dover Shaloi Bala Oilam. So what are you saying? That she's being Maktish her hands for the income. Okay, so the physical hands are here. Yeah, but the income that the hand produces is not here. So therefore, you could only be makdish that when she's divorced. So, and, and when she's divorced, is not ba'ilam yet. So how could this hektish take effect? Or this nether take effect? So we're sort of back to the original question. But as you see over here in the Lashon of the Gemara, how does the Gemara ask this question? How do you know that if she says this, this would work? The Gemara does not ask the question that it's for sure not going to work. The Gemara doesn't say that it's a like it asked before. Why doesn't the Gemara ask that? Because as we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara, we have a big discussion here right now between a lot of Amiraim. It's not so clear whether this is a, something that is Ba'ilam or whether this is something that's not Ba'ilam. Why? Because on one hand, she could only, she's trying to be Makdish, the paytas of her hands, the, the income of her hands. The income of her hands is not Ba'ilam yet. That's only the, after she's divorced she could, be, she could be maktish that. So that's not Ba'ilam. But on the other hand, she's not being maktish just the income. She's being maktish the hands for the income that it produces. The hands are here. So th- it's to think about this in the more broader sense, not only regarding hands and income, same thing regarding a property or, or a field and the fruits that it produces. If I'm going to be maktish this property for the fruits that it produces in a later time, when the fruits come out. So on one hand, the actual goof of the karka is here now. On the other hand, the paytas are not here now. So is this baloilam or not? So the Gemara sort of is, is, is questioning this. The Gemara is not saying for sure that it's not baloilam because the physical hands are here already. But if it's the physical hands for the paytas that it produces, so there's two ways that I look at it. The, the, the paytas are not baloilam. So that's the Gemara's question. How do you know that it's going to work? So as I said, the Gemara is going to bring various opinions to, give, to, to try to find some kind of an example to, to determine whether this is Balaylam or not. So Rabbi Ilah says, I'll give you an example that will prove that this is already considered to be enough Balaylam. What happens in a case where a person says to his friend, This property that I am now selling to you, When I buy it back from you, Taktish. Then I will be Makdashit. So right now he's the owner. It's fully in his possession. He has the ability to be Makdashit. But he's going to sell it though. And then when he sells it, he has no power and right over it whatsoever. And he's saying, when, now he's saying, when I buy it back from you, then I'll be able to be Makdashit. Miloy Kocha, doesn't he have the power to be Makdashit? Because right now he's the owner. So even if in between there's going to be a time that it's not going to be his, and the Hektish is only going to take effect, effect later after he buys it back, and in between, it wasn't his Bechlal, but nevertheless, he has now the power to be Makdashit. So the Gemara is saying, if over there, you logically say, and Abil is saying this from Svara, 
if you say logically over there that the hakdish does take effect because now you you have ownership over it, we can say that over here regarding this case when she's trying to be makdish her hands for the paydays that it produces, which is the income, even though the income is not here yet, but the, the physical hands are here right now, so the hakdish takes effect. The Ran explains that this example that Rav Ila is using is not exactly the same as the example we're talking about over here. But still, he's trying to show you that hektish could take effect even when it's not completely ba'ilam. In this case that Rabila speaks about, right now he's the full owner. Elamite <coughs> is going to be a time period where he's not going to be the owner at all. He's going to sell the entire property, the goof and the paris. He's not, he's not going to be the owner at all. And the hektish is going to take effect after he completely sold it. And he's going to buy it back, right? But there's going to be a time that it's not his at all. Over here, it's different. Over here, the hands, the actual hands are her hands. She has power over her hands. There's never a time that the hands are not hers. But it's the hands for the paytas. It's the hands for the, for, <coughs> for the income that it produces. So therefore, over here, what the Gemara is saying is, and a Hanami over here, there's a certain chesadah that the income is not hers at all right now, but at least the hands are hers right now. So maybe just like over there, there's the chesadah of the fact that she's totally selling off the property or the, it's not she, whoever it is, that he's totally settling off the property, but I say that since presently it is yours, you can be makdashit. Over here, presently it's not yours, but at least the, the hands is mine. The, the, the income is not mine, but the, the hands that are producing the income is mine. So maybe that's enough that the hector should take effect over here. That was the swara of Ravila. But on that, Ram asks, Mask of Lord of Yemi, it's not the same thing. Me, dummy, how could you compare them? In this example that you said, a person says, a property that I will sell to you, over here, right now, he's the full owner of this property, both the, the property itself, the pay, everything, he totally is. Isha, but on the other hand, when it comes to this woman that's trying to be makdish, the income of her hands, that income, which are sort of the paytas that come from the hands. That income is hers right now. That income is not hers right now. Yeah, the hands are hers. You're giving me an example of a case that a person is being makdish, a property, and he says that the hektish will take effect later after he sells it and buys it back, but presently it's fully his. Over here, the hands but that she's hers. being makdish, again? The hands are hers. The hands are hers, but she's not trying to be makdish the hands, though. She's trying to be in Makdish, the income, the hands for the income that comes out of it. And the income that comes out of it is not hers at all. See, even though, yeah, there is a certain mile of the fact that the hands are hers. And over there, regarding the property, once it's sold off, the, the property is not his at all. But on the other hand, though, she's not trying to be Makdish, the hands itself. She's trying to be Makdish, the hands just for the income. So therefore, Rabbi Yirmiya says, you have to look at the income. The income is not here at all right now. She's already married to this husband, and it's, it's like she sold it off already. And therefore, he finishes off his question and says, if you want to understand whether over here the hectic should work, compare it to the following case. Holy dummy, over here, when she's trying to be makdish her hands for the income, it would be compared to this. person tells his friend, This field that I already sold you, it's out of my property already. When I buy it back from you, taktish, the hectic should take effect. Could you be makdish this? You already sold it off. You can't be maktish something after it's totally out of your property. Trying to be maktish, the income of this hands, even though you're saying that the hands should be hektish for the income, but it doesn't matter. You're trying to be maktish the income. The income is out of, your, out of this woman's possession. It belongs to the husband. It's like you already sold the property, property completely. Ask if Lord of Papa, Rav Papa asks, no, that it, uh, 
it's, it's not completely compared to this case of when you completely sold off your property. I mean, Rav is sort of coming in over here in between. Right? And he explains as follows. Me, dummy, how could you compare a Isha trying to be maktish, her hands, for the income, to a person that's trying to be maktish, a property that he sold? When you sold your property, you sold the property completely. You have nothing to do with the property anymore. Not the, the, the physical property, not the fruits that it produces. It's out of your possession. But when it comes to a woman, could you say that she's completely detached to what she's trying to be maktish? She's trying to be maktish, the hands for the income that it produces. So true, the goof of the hands is hers and the income is not hers. So there is an aspect of what she's trying to be maktish that's hers and there's an aspect of what she's trying to be maktish that's not hers. So how can you compare it to a person that's trying to be maktish a property that was totally sold off? Like I said, so Rav Papa is, trying, is like coming in, in between these two opinions before, Rav Ilo and Rav Yermia. Rav Papa doesn't agree to Rav Ilo that compared a woman trying to be maktish the income of her hands to a person that presently owns the property fully, owns the property with the paytas, because over here she only owns the, her hands, not, not the income of her hands. But on the other hand, what Rav Papa is saying to Rav Yirmi is, your example of when the property was totally sold off is also not a good example, because over here she owns the, at least the hands that produces the income. So therefore, Dami, he gives another example. What our case is, would be compared to the case where a person says to his friend, this property that I gave you as a mashkin, as a collateral. Right? For example, you borrowed money from someone, you don't have what to pay him. So instead you give him a mashkin, you give him a property that he could use. So you tell him, this property that I gave you as a mashkin, when I will redeem it from you, I'll pay up the loan and I'll redeem this property from you. Taktish. So then the hektish should take effect. Wouldn't the hektish take effect over here? So what's the svara he's saying? Over here, when you give a, a property as a mashkin, the goof of the property itself, the actual property is still yours. You didn't sell it. You're just giving it to this person to use, to pay this, to get the value, to get paid up for his loan. So this seemingly is the perfect example for what we're talking about regarding her trying to be maktish, her hands for the income. The physical hands are hers. The income is not hers. So she could be maktish because the hands are hers. Just like over here, regarding this property, we say the same thing. If you are the owner of this property, LMI is someone else that has now the rights to use the payas of the property, doesn't take away my ability to be maktish this property, because it's still mine. Okay, so therefore, that would explain how she could be maktish or make a neder on the income that comes from her hands, even, even at this time now. Okay, so but the Gemara says it's still not a good comparison. It's me, dummy. How could you compare this case of giving your field, your property, as someone for a collateral to the case of the woman and her hands and the income of her hands? So by the case of this property, at any time, if he decides to pay up his loan, he could redeem that property that he gave. It's always in your hands to redeem it. This woman, she has her hands, and the, but the income is not hers because she's married. Does she any time have the option to get divorced and get back the rights of her of her uh, she can't. She can't be misgadish. So it's a very big difference over there. If it's if it's in your hands, so even even before you redeem that property. It's not mechosa You At any time, you can go and take it back for yourself. A woman, though, her income is stuck. She can't get it back. 
Okay, there is a discussion here in the Ran about this because the emphasis is it's not so poshet. When the Gemara asks this question, Isha biyadale is gadish. So it's true. It's not biyad the Isha to decide that she wants to get divorced. That's always in the hands of the uh, of the man. But there's another point though. If you remember, we learned in the Gemara in Ksubis, and I mentioned it before, a woman could say that I'm going to take my income. You're going to feed yourself, don't feed me, and therefore I want to keep my income. She does have an option to at any time say that she wants to keep her income. So l'chayre, even this income that does not belong to her, it is biyada at any time to say that she wants to keep her income. Right? She used her as also, Okay, could be. Okay, that's already getting more complicated. Kopanim, Deran here discusses this, and Deran says that when the Gemara here is talking about Maisi Yodel, she made a nether on Maisi Yodel, it's not only going on her income, but it's going on all kinds of things that a woman has to do for her husband. She serves her husband, she prepares his bed for him, and she feeds him and so on, which are things actually that she could not, uh, she could not decide that she's not going to do. So therefore the Gemara is saying, should be Yodel is Gadish. This is not in her hands, Bechal. So how could she be Maktish? <coughs> So the Gemara gives another example. So Rav Sheish Bredarvidi says, What is our case compared to? When a person says to his friend, Tells his friend that I'm giving you this mashkin for 10 years. So there's a set time. Until 10 years. So he, can't, he doesn't have the option to get it back before 10 years. When I will redeem it to you, when it comes to 10 years, then the hektish should take effect. Won't the hektish take effect? Again, going with the logic that because the field itself belongs to the owner still, but this person is just using it for a payment of a loan. So even though there's a set time, so over here the, the, the Hezbo that the Rishayim say is Mechusazman. It's, it's just a ma- matter of time, but it's Lav Mechusamaisa. But you're really the owner of this, so therefore the hektish could take effect. That's not called a Dovish Ba'alaylam. You are the owner, and with time you will get back those payers. So same thing over here with this Isha. Even though now she can't get out of this marriage, but nevertheless she could, she could be Makdish her hands for the, for the Maisiyadayim. But the Gemara continues and asks in this, in this example as well, Mask of Laravashi, this still is not a good example. Why? Midami. What kind of a comparison is this? Hasam Kayetz. Over there, there's a set time. Ten years is up, and it goes back to the owner. Isha, Miisla Kitsusa. For a woman, is there an expiration date for her marriage? She's an Asha says she's married. So there's no expiration date for this. So if so, how could she make a nether for the Maisi Yadayim? she's been maktish her hands for the Maisiyadayim if the Maisiyadayim is not in her control it belongs to the husband and she has no way to see herself out of this uh, the situation that she it belongs to the husband so so after all of this Ravashi comes and says Shani that a neder that we're talking about over here is different in the case of Kotchim our whole question was that we see regarding Kotchim you can't be Maktish something which is Loi Ba Loilam but the Gemara says a neder is different why? Because when you're, being, when you're making a nether, the power of a nether is like when you're being Maktish something and you're making the physical item itself holy what this means is, we learned about this a few times, when it comes to being mocked or something, there are two types of kachim. There's kachim which is called kedushas aguf. What does that apply to? For example, a carbon. The carbon itself, the physical carbon itself is kadesh and it has to be brought in the mizbeach. Once you maktish the behemoth, you can't redeem it and it has to be brought in the mizbeach. Then there's something which is called kedushas domim. A person can be maktish any item of the world. Not that's going to be brought in the mizbeach. Any item of the world. And you give it to the Beis HaMikdash to be, be used for whatever they use it in the Beis HaMikdash. That's just the value. The, the money of it is hektish. 
Right? So therefore, the Gemara is saying is, before when we said that you can't be makdish, that's been a get to a hektish, where you want to be makdish the value of it. When you're being makdish the guf of it itself, over here in this case, it will, it will be chal on these hands, even though it's leibala But now, let me just explain it, what, what this means. The Gemara is not retracting from the Svara that it said before. Rav Huna Bereder Rav Yeshua that started off this whole discussion. What did Rav Huna Bereder Rav Yeshua say? She's not being maktish just the income. She's being maktish the hands for the income that it produces. What the Gemara is saying is, in this scenario, when she's being maktish the hands for the income that it produces, and it's not clear if this is Bala Elam or not, because on one hand the physical hands are hers. On the other hand, the, the income that it produces belongs to the husband. It's Meshubit to the husband. What the Gemara is saying is, the hektish is stronger than the Shibut to the husband. That's how the Ran explains this. Okay, so we're not, we're not having Kharata of that, uh, uh, the way that Rav Huna B'Rei Rav explained it. We're just explaining how it could work. Okay, now the Gemara gives an example for this. Where, where do we see that Kedusha Sagov is stronger than the Shibut that the husband has, that it belongs to him? We learned this out from what something that Rav said. The Amar Rav said... Hektish, Chomitz, Veshichra. These three things, Hektish, and we're talking about a Hektish of Kedusha Sagov, and Chomitz, and Shichrur, Mafkiyim Midei Shibut. So what is this talking about? When a person owes someone money, and he designates a specific item that will be, that will be where the person will collect his loan from. Right? So for example, a person has a shayr, an ox, and he says, you collect your loan from this ox. This, this, is, below, this is where the sh- your Shibut will be from here. Okay, but what happens then if afterwards a person goes and he's maktish this behemah to, to, for, the, for carbon, for the mizbeach. So Rav is saying that hektish will uproot the shibut, even though it's already mishubut to this person to collect. And so how could you go ahead and be maktish something which is mishubut for this person to collect this loan from it? <coughs> the answer is hektish is stronger. Hektish will, will uproot that shibut, it'll become hektish. And that's a similar idea regarding chomets and shikhrer. You owe money to a guy and this chomets and Pesach comes and... So this chametz is the place where this guy is going to collect his, his loan from you. But now, once Pesach comes and Pesach passes, it's chametz all over Pesach. You can't have an R from this. You can't pay your loan from this chametz. So even though it's mishubid for this loan, you made up, this is where you're going to collect your loan from. But chametz is an iser that's on the goof of this chametz itself and it takes off that shibud. It becomes aser and he can't collect his loan. So again, you see an iser that takes effect on this object after there was a previous shibud, it removes that shibud. It's stronger than the shibud. And the same thing regarding shikhra. Shikhra means you owned a, a slave, and you tell the, the person that you owe money to, you're going to collect your loan from this slave. And then what do you do? You just free the slave. So now that's it. You changed his body. He's not your slave anymore. So because you changed his body, it removes the shibud. What's the point we see from all of these examples? When there's a shibud, to a person that you owe money to, if you change the physical entity of this object, that, that it's stronger than the Shibud itself. So the same thing over here, the Maisi Yedayim of the Isha is Meshubit to the husband, but nevertheless, if she's going to come and be Maktish her hands for her Maisi Yedayim, the, the, or, or Kainimis actually, sorry, we're talking about Kainimis or, or something which affects a Isser on the goof of the hands itself, or the hands for the Maisi Yedayim, even though the Maisi Yedayim is Meshubit to the husband, but the Nedar will remove that Shibud, and it will take effect. Okay, so now the Gemara asks on this, if that's the case, you're telling me that the nether is stronger than the present shibud of the husband, so lamali shami 
What did it say in the Mishnah? Rabbi Yechonah Benuni said in the Mishnah that now the nether doesn't take effect because it's Meshubah to the husband. When does it take effect? When he divorces her. But now you're telling me that kindness is so strong that it could, it could remove the nether even in the present. It's stronger than the Shibut. So the Gemara answers, you're right. Tni, you have to learn in the Mishnah, V'oid, that this is actually a second point. V'oid, Sham Yigashen. Another point here is that when he divorces her, then the nether will take effect. Why is the Mishnah adding this void? What is it saying? What the Mishnah is saying is as follows. The nether is stronger than the Shibba to the husband. And therefore, the nether can take effect right now. Now, even if you're going to come and say that the Chachamim strengthened this Shibba that she has to her husband, even stronger than the Shibba that Rav spoke about. Rav said, when you have a Shibba to a, to a Malve, so then if you change the goof of this item, then the Shibba falls off. But maybe you're going to say that Chachamim went and strengthened their Takana, that the Shibba that a woman has with her income to the husband is so strong that even if you change the goof of it by making it Aser, it will not remove the Shibba. So on that the Mishnah adds, but Shami Yigrishana. Shami, after the divorce, this that Chachamim strengthened this Takana is not applicable then, because he only strengthened this Takana for, for when they're married. But once he divorces her, so then it, it shows that really the Chachamim's uh, Takana doesn't apply here for this. And then it shows that really the, 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 the nether took effect from the beginning. And therefore, you have to, the husband is going to have to nullify this type of a nether. Okay, that's the conclusion of the Indian. Okay, this is the next mission over here. I think we'll leave it for the Hemshech because it goes into the New Indian, the next Ahmed. Okay.